कर्मण्यकर्म यश्येद अकर्मणि च कर्मय स बुद्धिमान मनुष्यु संयुक्त कृष्णकर्म कृत कर्मणि अकर्म यश्येत वन उज इन एक्शन इन एक्शन एंड एक्शन इन इन एक्शन इज इंटेलिजेंट अमंग मेन एंड ही इज इन ट्रांसेंडेंटल पोजिशन ऑल दो एंगेज इन ऑल सॉर्ट ऑफ एक्टिविटीज so it is very very difficult to understand who is a transcendental person and sometimes even very advanced devotees also get bewildered one such instance is of gadadhar pandit prabhu who is gadadhar pandit we chant the panchatatva mantra shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advait gadadhar shri vasadi gaur bhaktavrinda these are the panchatatvas krishna in his five different manifestations so gadadhar pandit who is one of the associates of lord chaitanya who appeared 500 years ago to spread this most confidential knowledge so as we have discussed spiritual life is the prime motto of everything that is followed by the followers of varnashrama dharma or sanatan dharma whatever activities they may do celebrations may do the food they cook they eat the way they walk they talk even the way they play the children's play snakes and ladders that is also designed so that children can also learn about the goal of life and understand about this wonderful philosophy in a playful way so it is called mokshapati the path of liberation if i remember correctly it is called vaikuntapalli vaikuntha means uh, the spiritual world so the child knows ultimately i have to uh, go to vaikuntha so the snakes and ladders is the other modern terminology that we have otherwise it is called vaikuntapalli mokshapati so the child is aware i have to get liberation i have to go to vaikuntha that is the aim of life so all the snakes they represent devices lust greed and anger or oh, lust is very dangerous i have advanced so much in spiritual life i can fall down anger even that comes even after lust you have to control that otherwise you will come down to lower planets and near the tail of the planet uh, tail of the snake would be one planet or some hellish planets you did robbery then you go to this punishment and then there are some virtues like truthfulness honesty simplicity tolerance and all these things those are ladders you can rise up you can go to higher heavenly you do charity you go to this planet better life standard you do this thing you go to this place so in this way the entire philosophy is presented very nicely however spiritual advancement has been the aim of life but to understand who is spiritually advanced or not it's very very difficult so once it so happened that lord chatanya who came here to give the highest benediction to humanity the summit of spiritual advancement although in every way left and right by alluring people by making uh, people fearful of the descriptions of hell which is not uh, fantasy but reality but by any means the devotee the people are encouraged to become advanced on the spiritual path but chaitanya mahaprabhu did not appear as we understood in the last session for introducing ordinary spirituality lord chaitanya gave anarpita charit chiram karunaya vatirna kalau anarpit arpit means to offer anarpit charim chirat chirat means for a very very long time this was not offered by krishna which was not offered unnat ujjwala rasam there are various rasas that we get here if the world is completely full of misery obviously people would find oh, where to go what to find it is very hellish here but there is some pleasure somehow even though there is great suffering in midst of all that great suffering there is little rasa rasa means taste so bhagavata mentions although in the life of a householder there are so many troubles he thinks why did i enter enter the household life but when he hears the broken voice of his children he feels very nice 
when he sees smile of the family member sometimes he feels very nice sometimes here and there there is some pleasure that is called rasa different rasas a person enjoys but there is a difference in rasas the intimacy the pleasure which a person may enjoy with his other relatives cousins may not be with his close family members that rasa is different the rasa which a person can enjoy with his brother sister may still not be as enjoyable as intimate as a person may enjoy with his or her spouse so there is difference in the rasas although a person wants to enjoy all rasas still there is a difference so there is one rasa which is top most rasam unnat ujwala and what is that rasa top most rasa top most pleasure enjoyment that is swabhaktim shriyam that is his own bhakti so the highest pleasure that a person can derive is the pleasure engaged is the pleasure derived from engaging oneself in the service of krishna and this is extremely difficult to attain as we will see in bhagavad gita krishna tells bahunam janmanam ante after many many births a person is able to understand the knowledge of krishna and which kind of person gyanavan who is gyani to become gyanavan it takes millions of births so many species you have to cross then you come to human form and in human form also you have to very very systematically try to satisfy your desires following the vedas then if you follow the vedas and you try to satisfy the desires you will be saved from the sinful activities punishment and you have satisfied yourself you realize satisfaction is not there even though senses were satisfied then slowly a person comes to the level of gyana and then krishna after many births he will understand very difficult and after understanding he may develop love and affection for krishna so this highest thing is very very rare to be experienced in the universe knowledge about god is very rare what to speak of love of god and lord chaitanya has come in kaliyuga to give this highest pleasure love of god to everyone rasam so bhakti shriyam so when lord chaitanya came to give this highest spirituality the highest pleasure which was not offered by krishna so spiritual life spiritual knowledge it cannot be grabbed by our endeavor okay let me finish entire thing let me meditate and chant sit entire day and i will realize it is not possible anarpit unless it is offered by krishna so it is written in bhagavad gita unless the spiritual master sees the disciple is very gentle submissive and obedient spiritual master is not willing to reveal the secrets of spiritual life so the disciple has to be very very gentle obedient and then the revelation will happen when the personalities are pleased spiritual master and krishna so when lord chaitanya came here his associates also came so shrimati radharani incarnated as gadadhar pandit because chaitanya mahaprabhu had to uh, play the part of sanyasi now sanyasi cannot associate with women so that is why uh, so this transcendental arrangement was there so anyway so gadadhar pandit was present who is incarnation of radharani now gadadhar pandit when he was once told that there is a very nice sanyasi who has come here nice devotee not sanyasi nice devotee has come here so let us go and meet that devotee so another devotee told him mukund prabhu so he told oh, very nice let us go and see we should meet at the devotees and when he went there the devotee's name was pundarik vidyanidhi who is pundarik vidyanidhi in chaitanya leela he is vrishbhanu maharaj in krishna leela vrishbhanu maharaj is father of shrimati radharani so when shrimati radharani incarnates as gadadhar pandit in lord chaitanya's past time vrishbhanu maharaj incarnates as pundarik vidyanidhi and pundarik vidyanidhi when they went to see him he, he apparently behaved like a materialist and he was doing some activities which might be considered objectionable especially by those who follow spiritual life so gadadhar pandit thought in his mind what is this person so he is telling that he is very advanced spiritualist 
but he appears to be a gross materialist enjoying his senses and then mukund prabhu understood us oh, this is what is happening offenses are happening in the mind so a devotee should be so careful not physically not verbally even in mind offense should not happen towards devotees especially advanced devotees so he understood some offenses happening so although pundarik vidyanidhi was a liberated person he was acting like a gross materialist so it is mentioned in shri chaitanya charitamrita shrimad bhagavatam and we see also in the life of the devotees that the devotees in this material world all this is going on uh, now everyone wants to become center of attraction everyone is shooting their own photos and videos and in one sense we all want to become krishna krishna means all attractive we want to take the position of krishna all attractive all should be attracted towards me so krishna fulfills the desire of living entity you want to become actor actress okay make your own movies you float your own videos and become center of attraction and the devotee's life is otherwise he wants to move away from center of attraction because he knows if the jiva gets attracted towards me what benefit he will have i myself am dissatisfied in my life if i attract somebody what satisfaction will that be for anybody so that is why he understands unless somebody is attracted towards krishna his life would be or her life would be empty so that is why devotee never wants to become center of attraction rather he behaves like an ordinary person madman and sometimes materialist the paramhansa whom uh, whom at prahlad maharaj or dhruv maharaj he was behaving like a madman without any clothes he was roaming uh, he was just lying down in the jungle and jad bharat bharat maharaj when he took another birth he was also behaving like a madman so sometimes they behave like madmen and uh, some other people like madhavendra puri the great devotee who discovered gopal ji deity shrinath ji deity as soon as he got to know that uh, gopinath ji has stolen a sweet rice pot for me and i am going to become very famous overnight he left the place we are working very very hard to become famous and the devotee never wants to become famous so in chaitanya charitamrita it is mentioned we don't have information about some goswamis because they uh, spoke on this condition you will not mention our name anywhere you will not describe about us anywhere although those goswamis are the founders of vrindavan modern vrindavan but they don't want to have any credit they don't want to have any name so it is very very difficult to figure out who is a transcendentalist or liberated person but the devotees also know how to figure out advanced devotees so mukund prabhu understood that this offense is happening in gadadhar's mind so let me do something and immediately started reciting the shloka of bhagavatam now we are so much there in the bodily concept of life just like a sick man cannot taste cannot enjoy food but a healthy man enjoys nice food stuffs similarly a person who is liberated who understands what is his real position i am not the body i am eternally servant of god i am connected to him he is my eternal relative so he feels immediate unlimited pleasure by hearing any shloka spoken by or connected to krishna so when the shloka bhagavatam was recited he came so much in ecstasy pundarik vidyanidhi that he could not control himself his body start started shivering and he started rolling on the floor these are called ashta satvik vikaras so it is not theory there are standard symptoms of love of god just like if you get covid there are standard symptoms which you will display any disease you have tuberculosis you have jaundice malaria standard symptoms are there in a similar fashion there are standard technical symptoms which are very beautifully described so spiritual life is not some vague thing very exactly technically it is described so there are various symptoms manifestations which occur in the body uh when a person is situated in love of god so shivering of body and all these symptoms so he could not control himself although he wanted to feel like a materialist as he was doing for the general people but when this bhagavatam shloka was recited he could not control himself he went mad in love of god and he started rolling shivering and then gadadhar pandit realized oh my god he is such an advanced devotee is a paramhansa and if you have committed such an offense if you have thought wrongly against a pure devotee 
so there is only one solution the greatest mistake that a person can commit in his life is vaishnava aparadh offending a devotee somehow or other knowingly or unknowingly if a vaishnava is hurt vaishnava will not take any hurt will not feel bad but krishna notices so when the duryodhan party why duryodhan and others were killed they were very able managers they were very very charitable management was perfect but they were non devotees and they offended the devotees this was the main reason because they offended pandavas time and again krishna decided this is not done they have to be killed so pandavas did not take offense they told they are my brothers only I, we don't want to hurt and the dhritarashtra was taken very nice care even though these all the sons were killed even though dhritarashtra wanted to kill and he was the main person behind the plot but he was taken care like their own father and mother so pandavas did not take an offense draupadi did not take uh, arjuna did not take they wanted to forgive but krishna told no if anybody offends my devotees i will not forgive so even though our karma could be good we might have a long life and prosperous life if we offend devotees of krishna advanced spiritualists immediately all suffering comes in our life so that is why we should be very very careful i'll narrate some historical incidents also from bhagavatam about vaishnava aparadh so this is the greatest danger of spiritual life now if a person commits vaishnava aparadh how we can come out of it so the solution is only to engage in service of that vaishnava fall at the feet of the vaishnava and please him by sincere service so gadadhar pandit uh, thought, thought now that my only recourse hope of recovery in spiritual life is if i serve this great personality for the rest of my life and what better way to service to accept that personality as spiritual master so then gadadhar pandit accepted pundarik vidyanidhi as a spiritual master and the relationship between spiritual master and disciple is that of father and son spiritual master is considered father so pundarik vidyanidhi uh, became like father of gadadhar pandit and he is always father of shrimati radharani so the same mood relationship was maintained in this leela also so the summary of this past time is it is very difficult to figure out who is an advanced spiritualist transcendental person so here krishna is giving uh, how does a person act how does a person think as far as his perspective is concerned that is explained in this shloka he sees in action in action the materialist could be very very active doing his job nicely his business nicely his uh, studies nicely or even philanthropy nicely but all such actions when a person can understand there is no stuff in all these activities it is complete inaction that is a transcendental position that krishna is telling if a person gives any credit to activities for satisfaction of one's own senses or senses of other person then he is not sufficiently advanced when a person understands if a person is working with the objective just to satisfy the senses he could be doing either activities either of the activities which we discussed that is inaction and some people accuse the materialists the spiritualists of doing inactivity and we had one very nice devotee and he recently started following us earlier he was associated with some social come uh, political come religious group and when he uh, started following krishna consciousness sincerely all those people because he was in important role in that organization also so they started accusing him you have become they use the word akarmi you have become akarmi akarmi means person who is inactive he thinks chanting hari krishna and this thing wasting time you do something you uh, help people supply food do xyz and so many other stuffs which they expect so materialist may consider spiritual activities to be inactivity just like uh, those who have recently picked up krishna consciousness so you may hear from your friends or uh, even family members a uh, little is okay so much you are chanting you are chanting 10 round you are chanting 16 round this is too much two hours you are wasting on chanting do some uh, some good thing in that time they say it is inactivity there is no use of such action but a transcendentally see, sees action in inaction although apparently devotee is not doing anything 
may not be doing anything externally but he is doing real activity we are spirit souls spiritual advancement is real advancement and this material platform is temporary platform just like we enter into uh some drama in drama you may become very rich what is the use of that richness similarly we have taken this dress this dress may become famous may have some muscles or beauty and may have some uh, extraordinary skills and talents and wealth but it's all like a sand castle and one wave comes and that castle dissolves so everything is gone away and the soul uh, continues to suffer so this is inactivity no substantial activity so this is the perspective of a spiritualist who is in transcendental position not in material position so now the question is how does he act because he is seen in action in action so does it mean he will not do any activity because he sees all the activities that people are doing here it does not make any sense so will he simply keep on sitting in one place or lying down in one place entire day so what is the mode of action of our transcendentalist so let us see that today what krishna is explaining very beautiful shlokas so lord krishna tells yasya sarve samarambha kama sankalpa varjitah gyanagni dagdha karmanam tam ahuh panditam budhah so krishna tells yasya sarve samarambhah one who is understood to be in full knowledge one is understood to be in full knowledge so we all want knowledge but a person who has full knowledge just imagine there is so much of knowledge available we cannot even think of being expert in one field of knowledge but here krishna is talking about a person who has full knowledge how does he act how does he behave one is understood to be in full knowledge whose every act is devoid of desire for sense gratification he is said by sages to be a worker whose fruitive action is burned up by the fire of perfect knowledge so the first symptom is which is mentioned of a person in full knowledge is every act we may do various activities in 24 hours day after day we eat we drink we walk we talk we sit we jump we run we watch we hear we taste we smell we do all kinds of we touch so every act without exception is devoid of desire for sense gratification now when we do all these activities what is my purpose i get up in the morning why do i get up in the morning so that i can uh, work for my enjoyment so such kind of getting up this activity is not the activity of a man of full knowledge then you keep your body fit so that you can enjoy this is also sense gratification my personal enjoyment then i may do some work workout i may go for jogging or i may have some breakfast again or i may check some phone my mails or my task list why because it is my enjoyment sense gratification so again this is not the symptom of full knowledge then a person may relax may sit down may take rest again so that i can get happiness i can get relief it is again desire for sense gratification so when a man is in perfect knowledge every act is devoid of desire for sense gratification so it is not that he is not acting he is acting but the action is devoid of desire for sense enjoyment we have to understand enjoyment of senses why then he does not work for sense gratification then what is the use of work he should sleep or sit down or he should die why is working living here so we have to understand senses are not all in all our five senses have some kind of gratification enjoyment higher than the enjoyment of five senses is the enjoyment of mind as we have discussed before mental gratification mind is sixth sense but we are completely different that lord krishna has explained before itself sukham atyantikam buddhi grayam atindriyam ati indriya ati means transcendental to senses the real gratification happiness is my gratification my satisfaction of spirit soul which is beyond the satisfaction of senses so when a person simply thinks satisfying the senses in my aim of life he misses satisfying his spirit soul why because spirit soul is part and parcel of krishna 
so when he works not for the satisfaction of his senses independently but works for the satisfaction of senses of krishna then he himself gets satisfied now in that process senses may find satisfaction senses may not find satisfaction sometimes we we are tired and i have to get up in the morning for attaining to my mangal aarti which my spiritual master has ordered me to attend every day my body my senses are feeling pain but still krishna is feeling pleasure spiritual master is pleased in such activity i don't feel like chanting today my mind is going here and there and this chanting is extra disturbance i am not able to read i am very tired but devotee stands walks washes his face somehow completes his vow bhajante maam dridavrata with great determination he follows why although my senses are being troubled i have not slept properly but still i'll finish my vows because spiritual master and krishna would be satisfied so every act is for the satisfaction of krishna not for his own senses sometimes senses can be satisfied also he is doing listening nice sankirtan wonderful music is coming falling on the ears he wants to sing also he wants to dance also so in this way senses are also satisfied sometimes he has to fast for the pleasure of krishna senses are dissatisfied completely but krishna is satisfied so he'll fast and sometimes he would feast also there is nice day uh, nandotsava the next day of krishna's appearance day so he takes nice prasadam which is offered to krishna so senses are satisfied and the soul is also satisfied so primary aim is satisfaction of krishna's senses because he understands he has full knowledge that i am part and parcel of krishna so only satisfaction of krishna will satisfy me so i should not think about satisfaction of senses in the process of satisfying krishna senses may find satisfaction that is good senses may find dissatisfaction that is also good because ultimately i will be satisfied so this concept is very important to understand do not think becoming rich will make you happy or becoming remaining poor will make you happy no richness in the process of serving krishna or taking poverty in the process of serving krishna will satisfy us the primary thing is satisfaction of krishna sometimes for the service of krishna we have to live in big temples for preaching the prabhupada told forest temples are not required prabhupada when you visit uh you see how prabhupada was staying he purchased big big mansions and it is told there was a fisher mansion it is still there in uh, in detroit our temple and that temple was so huge that time when devotees saw that uh, you know just like we park some motorbikes or cars in our lot in our house there was a space not just to park cars and other things but to park boats also you there are there were two ways one side the house opens towards the uh, some lake is there so you can park boats and you can go out in the boat in the town or you can uh, come out on the road side such a wonderful place it was a huge thing and it was very very expensive then two very rich uh, some devotees somehow they contributed it happened and prabhupad just stayed there for one day he never returned back to that temple again so if we get such a place we would like to spend some time at least every year or we always if not we are staying there but prabhupad never returned back to that temple again in vrindavan prabhupad was living if you have seen if you have not seen we will take you to radha damodar temple very old dilapidated temple it was that time and in two small rooms prabhupad was living nicely over there Goswamis were living under tree, but Prabhupada told, "If we continue living like this, for us grass hut is best to live. Devotee is very satisfied in that. But if if we live in this grass hut, who will come here to hear about Krishna? So, in order to bring people, we need to have a nice temple so that people can come and visit, and then we can talk about Krishna. We can explain it to them. So, thus, if Krishna desires, devotee." is willing to live in jungle devotees live in vrindavan other places jungle if krishna wishes devotee can live in city like new york times square to preach krishna consciousness so this should be the principle this is called knowledge every act is devoid of desire for sense gratification and unfortunately for most of us we have been trained to work for satisfaction of senses five organs and mind so this is not knowledge this is lack of knowledge how much ever a person can have degrees and he would have read columns and newspapers and he has blogs and vlogs and everything he is not considered knowledgeable if he acts for enjoyment of senses next
त्यक्तर्मफलासंगम नित्यतृप्त निराश्रय कर्मणि अभिप्रवृत्तोपी नंचिति सह त्यक्तर्मफलासंगम अबैंडनिंग ऑल अटैचमेंट टू द रिजल्ट ऑफ इज एक्टिविटीज एवर सैटिस्फाइड नित्य तृप्त निराश्रय एंड इंडिपेन्डेंट ही पर्फॉर्म्स नो फ्रूटिव एक्शन ऑल्सो एंगेज इन ऑल काइंड ऑफ अंडरटेकिंग्स so devotee is not sleeping sitting at one place devotee may be engaged may not be or may be again satisfaction of krishna is concerned if krishna orders you sit here and chant 24 hours you preach in that way satisfy me in that way devotee will sit there and simply chanting entire day you sit here and just think about me devotee will think about krishna continuously samadhi or you shoot arrows for me arjuna was told like that he shot arrows for krishna you shoot arrows upon me bhishma was given this service so bhishma is also pure devotee of krishna but he fought on the wrong side because krishna wanted to have pleasure of fighting so he told bhishma you shoot arrows upon me those arrows should strike me this seva was given to bhishma so thus a devotee can shoot arrows can take arrows can sit nicely or can be very very active although but he is engaged in all kinds of undertakings he has no attachment to the results of his activities why we work we want the result of our activities so people tell uh, no no i like my job we should find a job which you like sir we don't like any job if we stop getting salary and still we want to continue in that job it means we like to do the job is there any person who is willing to work very nicely boss tells i will not give you salary so many people claim to follow bhagavad gita just tell them <laughs> boss okay you you are following bhagavad gita i will not give you salary so then uh, we will understand whether we like our job or not so the result could be money which is predominant result of our activities the result could be name fame also and the result could be some uh, satisfaction of our intellect also some people are simply doing research or they are simply studying so that also gives intellectual satisfaction suppose in your research work you may claim i am not getting money i like doing research but if you do not find the answer you do not come to conclusion not able to solve confusions the scientists uh, they start drinking heavily and they also commit suicide when they are not able to understand how is it happening it happened with the unknown father of modern computers who was directly given in admission into mit even before finishing his school so the result could be intellectual satisfaction or monetary satisfaction but we are or name fame but we are attached to the results of the activities so a devotee a spiritualist who is having perfect knowledge lord krishna god is telling he has no attachment to the results of his activities and he is ever satisfied what is our state we are never satisfied this is our education system it teaches us never remain satisfied in your life but krishna is telling a man in full knowledge nitya tripta nitya means eternal always he is satisfied in every situation he is satisfied just imagine so this is called knowledge if your knowledge is keeping you ever dissatisfied what is the use in hope of some future enjoyment no now i enjoy at this time and always so that is the work of a devotee so some people tell that you are praying praying entire day and if you do not get the result then what will you continue to pray they don't understand prayer itself is success for a devotee devotee does not offer prayer to krishna to ask something devotee glorifies the activities of krishna kunti marani she is offering prayers shukdev goswami is offering prayers akrura is offering prayers dhruv maharaj is offering prayers their prayers are not krishna please give us something ईश्वरा परमा कृष्णा सच्चिदानंद विग्रह अनादिरादिर गोविंदा सर्व कारण कारणम ब्रह्म इज ऑफरिंग प्रेयर ईश्वरा परमा कृष्णा वी आर ऑल कंट्रोलर्स बट सुप्रीम कंट्रोलर ओवर हुम देयर इज नो कंट्रोलर दैट इज कृष्णा सच्चिद आनंद विग्रह हिज फॉर्म इज नॉट मेड ऑफ ब्लड एंड बोन्स एंड पस एंड म्यूकस हिज फॉर्म इज मेड ऑफ सच्चिद आनंद डिफरेंट एनर्जीज विग्रह ही हैज गॉट अ फॉर्म अनादिहि he has no beginning adihi he is the beginning of everyone govinda govinda means he gives pleasure to the senses sarv karan karanam every effect has a cause 
But if you keep on tracing like this, the point, the ultimate cause, that is Govinda Madhi Purusham. Tamaham Bajami, I worship that Govinda. So like this, they are glorifying the position of Krishna. And simply by this glorification, offering prayers, devotee finds unlimited satisfaction. He's not asking for some, uh, just like uh, he's not having any business dealing with Krishna. Simply for devotee is allowed to offer prayers to Krishna that itself is success to Krishna. When we are chanting Hare Krishna mantra, our prayer is Krishna, just keep me engaged in your chanting. When we are cleaning the floor of Krishna, Krishna, please engage in your service always. Because a devotee finds so much satisfaction, of course, by some little advancement, we can experience this thing. Initially, even though mind and body does not agree, we follow this. This is called training, sadhana. So when a devotee he is engaged in seva, he is not looking for any result from seva. He just likes the seva. Actually, a devotee only can like his job and nobody else. So that is why devotee is not at all attached to results. Krishna has told me to work in this way. The result comes, I offer to Krishna. The result doesn't come, I don't offer to Krishna. And so he's ever satisfied because devotee finds job satisfaction. No other person finds job satisfaction because this job is directly connected to Krishna and devotee is always part and parcel of Krishna. So simply by engaging in service of Krishna, devotee is ever satisfied. He doesn't have to wait for the fruit. <clears throat> and because devotee is always satisfied, he is independent. If you are dissatisfied, then you have to engage in somebody's service. You cannot be independent. You have to remain dependent upon your employer or you have to remain dependent upon your subordinates. You have to remain dependent upon some other animals or people or XYZ. But devotee is independent because he's satisfied. He does not need anything else. Krishna arranges everything for him. Some maintenance is required. So he's independent. He performs no fruitive action. Fruitive action means activities which are meant to produce fruits for one's enjoyment. So this is his actions are not fruitive actions. Although he's engaged in all kinds of undertakings. So just see, this is the way man in perfect knowledge acts. Ever satisfied, independent, no attachment to results. <clears throat> Further. Nirashiriyat chittatma tyakta sarva parigraha shariram kevalam karma kurvannapnoti kilvisham so Krishna is telling, such a man of understanding acts with chit atma, mind and intelligence, perfectly controlled, gives up all sense of proprietorship over his possessions and acts only for the bare necessities of life. Thus working, he is not affected by sinful reactions. <clears throat> when we act, are we acting with our mind and intelligence controlled or they are controlling us? So usually we see our mind controls us. Mind takes us somewhere and then we reach out to satisfy the mind. But such a man, he acts with mind and intelligence controlled. He knows where should I apply my mind. He is always able to focus his mind on Krishna. His intelligence is always engaged as per his desire to serve Krishna. And this line is very important. Tyakpa sarva parigraha. Parigraha means sense of proprietorship over possessions. So many people are dying every moment. So if somebody has died this moment, do we feel pain in the death of the person? No. But if our brother, sister, father, mother, son, daughter, they pass away, then we will I will feel very bad. Why? Because of proprietorship. I think they belong to me. They are mine. Aham mameti. I am this body and those things or objects, people connected to body, they are mine. So when a person thinks this person belongs to me and something happens to that person, he is affected badly. And if a person thinks this, he does not or she does not belong to me. Anything is happening to that person. We are not at all bothered. Not at all bothered. So many dead diseases are happening, but not bothered. To human beings, to animals, we are not bothered. To plants, we are not bothered. Rather, we can harm them. But I want to protect few things, few places, few people whom I think 
I am their possessor. They belong to me. They are my, my son, my daughter, my father, my mother, my money. Suppose some robbery happens at uh, neighbor's house. <laughs> we may feel very glad. So you may feel happy. Because it is not my money. Somebody's money has gone. So much robbery is happening always. But we are not bothered because my money is not gone. But if some money goes, which I think it belongs to me, then I will feel very bad. I will come in stress. So that is why all the stress that we feel is because I think it belongs to me. The body belongs to me. So if something happens to the body. I am in great stress. So devotee thinks this body also does not belong to me. So unduly does not work very hard even for maintaining the body. Because this body belongs to Krishna for service of Krishna. He will work only for the bare necessities of life. Just see the third line. This is also very important. Shariram Kevalam Karma. So how a person should act? People tell oh, Prabhu why we are objecting Karma. So first thing we understood Karma in bodily concept. It is inaction. Another thing is even if you consider doing Karma, it should be only for God is telling Shariram Kevalam Karma. See very important it is. If you want to engage in activities, it should be only for Shariram Kevalam, keeping the body and soul together. That much a person is allowed because this body also belongs to Krishna. So you engage in the service of Krishna and then you can enjoy. You want enjoyment, that is okay. But when you engage this body in service of Krishna, are we satisfied? So this is the way of a person in perfect knowledge. He understands nothing belongs to me. Why I am claiming proprietorship over my money. This money I produce with my body and mind. Did I manufacture this body and mind in some industry in heaven or hell or some place before taking this body? No, I do not know even the science. How to manufacture mind and body and brain. So somebody has given me this brain body skills. So with this machine, I'm producing something. How can I claim it belongs to me? Somebody assembles a, a computer laptop or a phone in factory. And then the worker is carrying, sir, I've manufactured, assembled it. So it is, it belongs to me. So that would be considered a criminal, criminal activity. Similarly, if a person claims proprietorship over the results produced from this body, that is sinful activity. So we have to understand this is very important point. Nothing belongs to us. What we have produced from this mind and body. Everything belongs to Krishna. The money doesn't belong to us. The property doesn't belong to us. The children don't belong to us. Everyone belongs to Krishna. Everything and everyone should be engaged in Krishna's service. When a person is engaged in such a manner, Kurvan Napnoti Kilbisham, then he is not affected by sinful reactions. If a person works anything more than maintaining body and soul together, extra enjoyment, then sinful. He's breaking the laws of nature. Then uh, suffering will come upon him. Mind and intelligence are not controlled. Sense of proprietorship is not given up. Then sinful reactions will come. So when a person is in perfect knowledge, he understands this machine does not belong to me. Anything which I produce out of it, how can I claim proprietorship over it? It doesn't belong to me. And thus, because he is in this understanding, he is very, very peaceful and happy. Why a cashier sitting in the bank? He is uh, not at all disturbed. He does not claim proprietorship over the money. He is very, very peaceful because he understands this money does not belong to me. I am collecting on behalf of Krishna. So this is the understanding with which we should work. Then a person is very peaceful. It is staying. It is okay. It is going. It is okay. One who is satisfied with gain, which comes of its own accord, who is free from duality and does not envy, who is steady both in success and failure, is never entangled, all the performing actions. So the devotee, the spiritualist, man in full knowledge is very, very active. He might be very, very active physically. Spiritually, always he's active. But even though he's performing actions, it is explained here. 
he is satisfied with gain which comes of its own accord so shila prabhupad mentions here he neither begs nor borrows but he labors honestly as far as in his power and is satisfied with whatever is obtained by his own honest labor so we are very very fond of begging and borrowing marriage starts with a loan then child comes out there is education loan then there is house loan then there is car loan then loan pe loan pe loan so many loans so this is the sign of ignorance we are so greedy we do not understand how much great risk i am taking if i am following krishna consciousness nicely i am going to get liberated but if i have taken this money and i don't return to that person i may die any time and if i die without returning it i have to come back again to settle the amount many folds in next life so that is why people were very very cautious i do not want to beg or borrow and anyway we cannot change our destiny by begging or borrowing so it is only done in ignorance there could be some emergency but uh, a person who is in full knowledge he should not beg he should not borrow now you may ask why prabhu then sanyasis brahmacharis they go and beg not for themselves they are satisfied one thing is begging brings humility to a person so brahmachari is taught to become humble the son of a king if he is going like a beggar he will become very very humble so for humility maintaining humility devotees uh, brahmachari sanyasis do go out and they may do begging so when we are initiated so although now uh, uh, begging could be difficult especially in the western countries they may shoot you also without permission you enter in india they will not shoot at least they may let the dogs loose at times so it is not very uh, easy to beg now but nevertheless devotees still when they are initiated they go out and they beg and uh, otherwise also they try to meet in a gentle way and try to beg so this is very very important firstly to keep one's humility intact another thing is to engage other people in krishna consciousness and to preach them krishna consciousness when a person engages his money in krishna service he advances in spiritual life otherwise uh, it is not required at all so a person who is doing job who is a householder regular thing he is not a renunciant not a sanyasi not a brahmachari he should never beg he should not borrow so he should be satisfied with gain which comes of its own accord who is free from duality and does not envy now this is also very important word dwandva atito vimatsaraha so a great uh, illusion is there upon the living entities they think there is some happiness but actually there is no happiness the shastras mention just like the three whose head is dunged in water and just when the water is about to enter his mouth he is given some relief his head is pulled out for a while <gasps> relief and then again before he has actually enjoyed his relief again the head is dunged back in water so this is material life a person is highly stressed during the uh five days of work then saturday weekend he enjoys a lot he is very happy on friday evening or saturday depending upon the work days he is why you are happy because you are so much tortured five days so you are enjoying so those people who don't work for them it is no special it does not bring any enjoyment for a student as soon as examinations are over he feels lot of pleasure ah great relief what is pleasure because there was suffering of exam the vacations give pleasure if there is no suffering of exam there is no vacation enjoyment of vacation so thus shastra still foolish person the same thing what you are taking as enjoyment it is misery they are same thing your association with the matter your association with the exam is producing this happiness or distress it is the same thing two sides of the same coin happiness and distress without experiencing happiness nobody can experience distress here and without experiencing distress nobody can feel happiness here a person who is born rich money will not make him happy so thus it is a great illusion there is no happiness actually so all these shlokas are so nice so a person who is actually in perfect knowledge he is free from all duality 
he does not fall for this happiness pains and pleasures he understands both are illusion he simply works for the satisfaction of krishna in service of krishna name fame comes he tolerates he does not become very happy by name fame money success and all he fails he money goes away name fame also goes away for krishna he can take up infamy also so gopis were not bothered let people call us ill names but we will serve krishna very nicely so infamy also may come but devotee is not bothered so free from duality they understand name fame they are sides of the same coin there is no difference and he does not envy anyone envy means other person advances more than me my heart burns other person is not advancing then i am satisfied comparison he is free from this envy thus he study both in success and failure he is never entangled although performing actions श्लोका The work need not be changed. Work merges into transcendence. Work changes its nature. Work becomes spiritual. So beautiful example Prabhupada is giving in purport. The same stuff, substance, milk may create indigestion in the body, and the same substance will give you relief from that indigestion with transformation. You transform the milk into curds, and the curd is medicine for the diseases which are created by overdosage of milk. substance is same when administered in a transformed form it cures the disease created by original form in a similar fashion our activities for my personal sense satisfaction are the cause of all the miseries that we have in this world all the miseries are only because we act for satisfaction of senses which are never satisfied we break the laws of nature in satisfying them so same work will liberate us will bring us out of our misery but you have to change the nature of work you have to merge the work from materialism materialism to transcendence you make the work spiritual transform the work so krishna consciousness does not mean change of substance or change of place position it is changing of nature simply spiritualize all your activities by engaging in the service of krishna ब्रह्मापणम ब्रह्म हविर्ब्रह्मा ब्रह्मणाहुतम ब्रह्म तेन गंतव्यम ब्रह्म कर्म समाधिना अ पर्सन हु इज फुली अब्सॉर्ब्ड इन कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस इज श्योर टू अटेन द स्पिरिचुअल किंगडम बिकॉज ऑफ इज फुल कॉन्ट्रीब्यूशन टू स्पिरिचुअल एक्टिविटीज विच इन विच द कंजर्मेशन इज एब्सोल्यूट एंड दैट विच इज ऑफर्ड इज ऑफ द सेम स्पिरिचुअल नेचर सो वॉट डज द श्लोका मीन एवरीथिंग इज ब्रह्मन सो एक्चुअली देर इज नथिंग बट कृष्णा एंड इज एनर्जीज विच इज कॉल ब्रह्म what we perceive matter is illusion the same brahma same spirit brahma jyoti when we are illusioned when covered by maya it is perceived as matter so person because he is completely absorbed in krishna consciousness he is out of illusion and then he sees everything as brahma everything as spiritual energy there is nothing material for him thus devotee even though living in this material world vishram purnam sukhayate his life is completely full of happiness so this is the these are the actions of a man in perfect knowledge so please read the shlokas over and over again and try to imbibe in our life it may appear to be tough although with some sincere practice all these things will become very very natural to all of us but please try to follow as far as